0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 9. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. He sent messengers ahead of him, and on their way they entered a village of Samaritans to make ready for him. But they did not receive him because his face was set towards Jerusalem. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And another said, I will follow you, Lord. But first let me say farewell to those at my home. And Jesus said to him, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Let us pray. Almighty God, you call us to follow you. Help us to do that simple command. Amen. Setting his face towards Jerusalem sounds like Lent more than Pentecost. The season of Pentecost is a focus on the Christian life. The color is green for Christian growth. The Samaritan village is the first part of the text, and they refused to welcome the Jews, Jesus and his disciples, because his face was set towards Jerusalem. That means that Jesus won't be staying with them, that Jesus won't become their personal miracle man, Jesus has another purpose, and it does not involve that Samaritan village. So, what's the text about? I think the text is about expectations. Do we have certain expectations when we say we are going to follow Jesus? There were expectations for the three volunteers that are talked about in the text. The first one says, I will follow you wherever you go. Sounds like the good candidate for a disciple there. But Jesus answers the unspoken question that you don't know what it means. follow me Jesus says no place to lay your head no home other than the home of Jesus there is no payoff for following Jesus the second disciple Jesus invites to follow and he says I must go and bury my father The simplest way to understand that is that his father has just died and he needs to do the funeral rite. That involves about a year. And at the other side of that, burying my father, means that he must wait until his father dies and then he will follow Jesus. And Jesus says, let the dead bury their own dead. You, you follow and come and proclaim the kingdom of God. The third disciple wants to follow and says, I need to say farewell to my family. The Old Testament lesson of Elijah and Elisha say goodbye to his parents when he is plowing the field. But Jesus says, no one who looks back after they have put their hand to the plow is fit for the kingdom of God. Oh, how would that text read in today's tractors with GPS? Well, you turn the corner and you push a button and you sleep till you get to the end of the field and then turn around and come back. But maybe that person who would follow Jesus was looking for some encouragement from his family. Whatever. None of those in the text follow Jesus or are allowed to follow. So what does it mean to make things ready for Jesus? What does it mean to make people ready for Jesus? If we have this text in mind, what does it say about our evangelism? With this text in mind, what does it say about our worship? What does it say about our Holy Communion? What does it say about us? Do you hear Jesus being harsh and unreasonable? Then we don't understand his mission. To follow Jesus is not a choice. It's answering a command that demands everything. It means putting Jesus first. It means putting Jesus first. No looking back, no wondering if there's another way, no taking care of things that might be a higher priority. Total commitment. And so he talks. He talks about being rejected and having losses and suffering and death. Why would anyone want to follow Jesus? We follow because we end up being changed. There's an old bumper sticker from a long time ago. If you were on trial for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Is our life different because of Jesus? Or is Jesus just off to the side? Ask it a different way. What's God been doing in your life lately? Has grace and mercy and love changed your life? Or do we take our faith and shape it to fit what we want? Being a disciple gives us a new identity a new purpose, a new name. We go from being a human being to being a child of God. And if we're a child of God, do we have priorities? The ELCA has been talking about faith practices, and they have seven of them that they want us to be aware of, want us to put into our life. Check them off as I name them. Question if there is more to it than what we are doing right now. Number one, pray frequently. Number two, study scriptures diligently. Number three, Worship regularly in our own congregation or another congregation. Number four, invite others often. Number five, pass on the faith. Number six, serve. For the sake of others. Number seven, give freely of our time, talents, and resources. Jesus set his faith towards Jerusalem, and there he met humiliation and defeat and death. But for us, human beings, Jerusalem meant reconciliation with God and eternal life. For God so loved the world, for God so loved us. Can we set our face towards Jerusalem and what does that mean? CBS News journalist Scott Pelley once interviewed a man named Dean Cabot, a former neo-Nazi. Cabot had spent most of his life preaching hatred and violence against Jews and people of color. And he loved the idea of having a race war. But a person intervened with him And he changed his belief. And he realized he had to give up hate and white supremacy. And so Pelley asked Cabot, Dean, do you consider yourself to be out of the white supremacist organization? Or do you consider yourself to be in process? And Cabot said, I am completely out Actually, doing this interview is the final step. And Pelle asked, how so? And Cabot said, once this airs, there is no going back. If you try to go back in, someone's going to kill you. There is a story of a man who set his face towards Jerusalem. Jerusalem. He gave up his old life of hatred and follows Jesus. Amen.